Hey there, and welcome to the Graceland Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Brown, and today we start a parenting series. Um, We are talking to Wes, our minister of children's in grades three through five, who brings an encouraging word around failure. Have you ever said, I feel like a failure when it comes to parenting? Well, you are not alone. And today we talk about some of those uh, failures, some of those fears that we have, how they allow the devil to get a foothold. But ultimately, our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in the fact that we are not going to be a perfect parent, but in uh, the perfection of Christ and Christ alone. So um, I hope that you are encouraged as I was encouraged with this conversation with Wes. So check it out. Hey there, and welcome to the Graceland Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Brown, and today we are kicking off a new series, a parenting series um, that was actually brought on by a request from you. So this series, we're going to hear from uh, a lot of our pastors and, and people on staff. And so today we have someone here we've never had here before, and that is... Wes. What's up? Wes Fleming. We are so glad you are here. Hey, it's good to be here. I'm excited to see um, how this all works, being part of it the first time. Yeah, let's You can do tell this. when they're new because they walk in and their eyes are like big. They're oh, like, the what? what is happening in here, in this room? Because this yeah. room has changed a lot. Did you know what this room was before? It was my third grade classroom. What? Yeah. You Really? Did you go to Graceland? I did. I graduated from Graceland and... 05, and this was one of my classrooms. That is so funny. It's been a bit since then. A long time. Yeah. It, I mean, not, not nothing against like your your age, but I just mean like it's been an orchestra room. Yeah. Now it's the podcast slash recording yeah. studio. Well, that's it's, fun. It is fun. I did not know that. Well, if you are new to Graceland or if you are not from Graceland, Wes is our minister of children for grades three through five. Correct. And I have a child in that age group. So I'm a, sp- do you remember? Evie. Yeah. Evie. She like gives she, me some wicked high fives. She, me too. I've stopped giving her high fives because she hurts <laughs> me. Yeah. So it's okay to tell her that's enough. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Um, but we're glad you're here. Uh, with the other pastors in season one, we really just wanted to hear an extension of their heart. Um, and, that's what how we approached parenting with you for this yeah. podcast because you see a lot of parents. You see a lot of parents. And not only do you see them, you hear some of the things that they're dealing with, not only with their children, but personally. And so we asked you, what is something that you are really feeling parents dealing with right now? And you said what? I said fear of failure. Yeah, fear of failure. Yeah, inside of their their parenting world, we have... Um, and this just isn't specific to Graceland, though we do have families that have kind of voiced this fear of like, hey, am I doing things okay? Mm. I mean, COVID just wrecked everything. Yeah. And so now parents are just like, hey, am I doing this right? Is is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And just kind of hearing that, you see that. I think um, the Gospel Coalition has launched 56 articles since the beginning of COVID until uh, just, I think, last week oh on goodness. parenting to help support parents yeah. in different ways. And COVID, you know, like like everything, COVID wasn't the reason for parents feeling fail- like a failure. You're but right. because before, I mean, there were days I can think of off the top of my head before, long before COVID, where I thought, well, yeah. I screwed that up. <laughs> well, yeah. at the end of the day, 
well, that wasn't probably the best move. Um, but certainly with COVID and with all of the the homeschooling and the change in um, just how kids are going to school these days and how communities are being run, and that includes yeah. our church, parents are like, okay, it was hard before. Now, like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? And so we're just glad um, and appreciative of you, Wes, um, in your role as supporter because that really is, along with discipling our children and ev- evangelizing our children, um, you also come along as a support to parents. And so today we're going to talk about that fear of failure. So if you're listening um, and you're not a parent or maybe you're a grandparent, you know parents. And you know um, that there is definitely struggles around this new normal, right? Yeah. And so I want you to keep a couple things in mind. One... It's good for you to kind of hear the hearts of a lot of our parents so that you know how to support them, you know how to pray for them. Um, but also keep in mind that you can share this episode with someone who, who you are hearing is, is struggling in this area. Maybe you're a grandparent and you too are feeling like a, a failure because I don't think it stops with just parenthood. And some parents, some grandparents we have are parents. Like they're the parent in locus. Is that the like the in-place parent, right? Yeah. We have a lot of people in our congregation and in our listening audience um, who, while they might not be biological parents, they are still parenting the children. So exactly, we're going to talk about some fears that you've heard some parents say, and that way we can resonate. We can hear, we can resonate. And then at the end, Wes, I sure hope you're going to bring us some encouragement and, and hope in those Definitely. fears. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So start us off. What are some, what are some things you are hearing specifically parents fearing? Yeah, I think a lot of parents have a fear of this idea of like ruining their child. They have a um, an idea of what their child should look like. They have an idea of what their parenting should look like. And when that doesn't match up, when um, either their form of discipline or a form of um, behavior from the child exposes sinfulness, the parents are like, wow, where did I mess up? And it's just not necessarily the case um there are other the other fears of parents saying like wow i'm just weak i'm and it's it's not necessarily true those are just little areas where we find cracks in our parenting not failures we find these cracks and satan kind of just gets into those cracks yeah and he starts to try to widen or to open up those cracks and get inside and sometimes he's more successful than what uh we tend to think yeah but that's also where us as parents we need to rely that uh or realize that christ is the one that comes into our life he's the one who's guiding us as parents he's the one guiding us as people and parenting is now a new direction of saying hey you are the one that i am supposed to mentor Uh, the home is your first mission field yeah so we need to really make sure that when we see this failure we we've got to step in combat this fear that's happening before um something more significant can happen um I mean, depression is real Mm. and depression can flow from this fear. So we've got to be able to stand strong in scripture. You got to be able to stand strong in uh, what God promises us. I mean, that's a big word inside of scripture, covenant promise. Mm. Um, God has never failed a promise. God has never failed his people. So we've got to remember he's never going to fail us either. Yeah. We just got out of a mental health series and we talked to Bethel, which is one of our soul care providers and her... um, her topic for that was family hurt. And, you know, at first I, I remember going and thinking, oh, some people have family hurt. Well, no, 
she quickly showed me like everybody has family hurt because we were all raised by sinners. So on the flip side of that, if we're parents and um, we're sinners, so we're yeah. we're raising our children. We have to we have to have that on the forefront of our mind that we're not perfect, that we need God's grace. Um, because when we understand, like I'm a sinner, I'm gonna screw up. Not necessarily to use that as an excuse, but just to remind ourselves, like God's given us this grace. We can rely upon Him to give that grace. But but ultimately, we're gonna screw up. Yeah, like that's. That's like on the list of things to do, right? <laughs> yeah. It, we're going to screw up. And so to think that we're going to have this perfect parenting, because guess what? We weren't raised by perfect parents. No. And then when you get with somebody else who also wasn't raised by perfect parents, if you're in a dual parent home, right? Yep. So that's really hard. So I definitely can relate with the failure, being a crack, and don't let the devil get a foothold, right? Because yep. he can like seep into that and just expand like water turning to ice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. It is so. A bit of a story here. My my friend, who's a pastor, he was telling us, you know, it's okay to recognize that your kids are sinners. It's okay to tell them that they're sinners. And I remember one day um, talking to him, and he said, "Wes, if you just understand that you're parenting a little sinner, you'll have um, different, still good expectations of your child." And I remember we went with a group, and we were serving um, some kids in the community. And one of my kids was just having a bad day. Mm. And he got up and ran away from me. I was like, just come back here, you little sinner. <laughs> just out of, oh, you know, just trying to control. The, I'm sorry, I felt like I was talking <laughs> to Nate for just a second. <laughs> Nate Nate uses that term. Hey, then it yeah. sounds like, sounds great. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just Just a reality. It, like it's a, a reality. reality. Yeah. I mean, part of us, part of us inside think that, if I'm like another fear, if I'm, if my kids do something publicly mm-hmm. that is wrong or negative or sinful, then that reflects as oh, yeah. I'm a bad parent I've been there. and I have failed as a parent. Yeah. No, you haven't failed as a parent. Say that again. You have not failed <laughs> as a parent in those situations. Your kid is acting um, naturally He's in a like way. A He's a sinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is a sinner. They are mm-hmm. going to be like that. So your expectation should be higher of them. Mm-hmm. Like we should be teaching them Christ. That should be our highest expectation there inside of their lives. But when they they sin, you've got to use that as an opportunity for the gospel. Yeah. You can't look at you can't internalize that. Um, if you internalize their failure, you're gonna look at or if you internalize their sin, you're gonna view it as internal failure. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that loud and clear. Um all right. So their sin is not an extension of us, although it Kind of is because we're all sinners, right? We're all in the line of, we, right? Yeah. But not to use that as like letting the devil get a foothold. Whatever. Yeah. What else do you hear um, people saying that their fears are in? A lot of people have a fear of failure because they're like, man, I just feel like I'm always yelling at my kids. Mm. I'm always, you know, I'm slamming the doors. I'm getting frustrated with my kids. Um, I don't know um, where this anger comes from within me. And... Um, you know, sometimes we start to view, um, we start to discipline with punitive measures instead of grace. Mm-hmm. And we need to realize that um, when we start to get angry, we are no longer that image of God for our children. We're no longer that the, the image of the gospel yeah. for our kids. So that's not failure. That's just a readjustment we need to make. Can you imagine if God parented the way we did? Right. 
<laughs> wiped out a long time ago. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, for your again, your grace. Like I feel like this this whole conversation just covered could be covered in grace. Yeah. So yeah, definitely there's an anger component um, yep. that people might have. What else? What else you got? All right, we have um what if my kids hold my failures against me? So what if Ooh, be more specific about that? What do you mean? Yeah, so our kids have memories. They remember things. Everything. A lot. A of lot. <laughs> and what if what if I make a promise to my kid and I break that promise? Well, I'm just a terrible parent now mm-hmm. because I told my kid I would do something and I wasn't able to do that. And they're going to remember that. What if what if they hold that hey, well, you promised me this. Now I can't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean there is some truth inside of that, but parents don't need to feel like a failure when that happens because one, our broken promises reflect a broken nature, which then again gives us an avenue to the gospel. Two, our kids understand life better than what we think they do. They know that the world is broken. They know that things are wrong. They don't understand why just yet, but they're starting to piece together that, okay, there are some good things in this world and there are some bad things in this world. Mm -hmm. And if your child is sitting there saying, you know what, you're the good part of my world and they recognize something that's bad from you, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. That means they're looking up to you. That means they recognize you to be a reflection of something's good. You're their hope Mm -hmm. in a way. So, Yeah, sometimes when we have this uh, fear of failing and the child holding it against us, um, sometimes we just got to step back and be like, okay, even though I have failed or I broke a promise or I did something wrong, um, yeah, they're going to remember it, but use that opportunity to bring them to the gospel, not push them away from it. Mm -hmm. I I always, (laughs) sometimes my kids, I think they try and trap me. They say, you promise? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then, I, and then, honestly, I've had to get to the point where I'm like, "Listen, I, I will, tr- I will do my best. I can't make promises that I can't keep." And that's th- that's been a learning experience too. It's also given me an opportunity to model, like asking for forgiveness. Yeah. You know, with parenting, we are. We are examples of, I've said this so many times, it's so important. We are examples of the model that we were given, either because we've adopted what we were, how we were parented, or we have, we're rebelling against it. Either it was good or it, it, it had a lasting impression. And even un, like subconsciously, we don't even understand that's why we parent the way we do, but it's because that's the model that we were given um, and then sometimes we're like that. I hated that about my parents. I, I, you know, I do not want my kid to feel that way. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to do that. But still, we are providing that model for our kiddos. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have a hard time apologizing because they weren't apologized to or they yeah. weren't. Nobody sought forgiveness. Their parents yeah. didn't seek forgiveness from them. And so for me, these are all opportunities to seek forgiveness from our child, um, which I think is important because we don't, the last thing we want our kids thinking is that we are their savior. Yes, exactly. We don't want them thinking that we do things perfectly and that's their, that's their goal. Yeah. I had to say that to Evie the other day and it, it really took me back like, holy smokes, you're in my house 
and you think this part of my life is perfect, what I'm doing something wrong, which sounds weird, right? <laughs> but really, I was like, I'm not doing, I'm not letting you into something or I'm, I'm showing a facade to my child who lives with me um, that she thinks something in my life is perfect. Um, and it, that provided an opportunity too for me to say, listen, no, 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 no. <laughs> like go- the goal is not perfection. Yeah. Right. Grace is our guide, but the perfection is not our goal. I mean, we want to be closer to Jesus. We want to be sanctified. Um, but that's everything you say, you've said here so far. I'm like, oh gosh, yes. But are we asking for forgiveness? Like, that's so important. Okay. Keep going. So, um, failures against me that they're going to hold it against me. Yep. And then they're not going to trust me. That's a big one. What else? Yeah. What if I look bad in front of other parents? I mean, we've all seen that TikTok yeah. mom who does the perfect lunches. <laughs> oh, the just bento like, boxes. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even know what a bento box is. I just said that. Like that just word came to, I, I really don't know if I've ever actually seen one just, in, in real life, but I know but it, It's just that ultra organized, mm. ultra, um, that, that little lunch. I don't even know. Like perfectly the proportioned, yes. the fruit, the sushi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, the breads, and yeah. like you're hitting the whole All nutrition f- thing. And I'm just groups. like, I'm Like I just send yeah. my kids to school and get the lunch there. <laughs> but you know, we we have this idea that there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, there, no, 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 no. There's no, yeah, nothing yeah. wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong. I'm just drawing the contrast yes. of, you know, we we can't always be a precise model. Mm. Life is messy. Mm-hmm. And we 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 look out into the public whether that be TikTok or on the stands next to us or or we look friend, through Facebook. Like our yeah. friend that's that we think we're really close to that seems to be doing everything right. Yeah, we we measure ourselves mm-hmm. in the parenting world um with each other and we we're like, "Man, I am so far behind in this area or that area." And when you start to look at the highlight reel of other people's lives and see what they're doing good compared to what you're, you can't match highlight reels and fail. You can't do that because part of, part of parenting is understanding where you need to grow as a parent and knowing where you excel as a parent. And that's going to be different for each other. Just like the body of Christ, we all have jobs to do. We are all built differently, but we're there to bring each other up, to be the church, to worship and praise God, to to bring up little worshipers of God. Mm-hmm. And when we start comparing each other or comparing yourself to someone else and saying like, wow, they are better at this than me, you start to get this fear of, am I a good enough parent? What do other parents think of me? I won't be telling you, all those other parents are looking right back at you and be like, wow, how are they so good at this? Yeah. And we just need to come alongside parents and just be like, wow, hey, we can do this together. Mm-hmm. I can learn from you. You can learn from me. Yeah. And to encourage parents to, you know, just to say, hey, you're doing you're doing a great job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't I know Halloween might we might have listeners that, that don't celebrate Halloween. And while we don't celebrate Halloween, like the origins of Halloween, my kids love to dress up. But I do not like spending all the money. I have friends who love it. They will spend <laughs> A, char- a large chunk of change on some costumes that might be worn this one time, maybe twice, if they go to like an extra tr- trunk or treat or boo at the zoo or whatever. I That to me is not where I want to spend my money. And I am like, I feel like a total fuddy dough when I say I want to skip <laughs> Halloween. Like there's a movie, Skipping Christmas. I don't want to skip Christmas, but can we just like watch a movie and I'll, I'll buy a $10 bag of candy and we can just eat candy and watch a movie? Is that like... 
with that people would be like you are a dud what in the world <laughs> but um anyway being confident in the choices that we make i think is important but also encouraging other parents yeah. in in the things that we see them do instead of like turning around and going you know yeah I, you know i can't be like that or whatever so i think that's good do you have any more before you give us some hope because we need some encouragement in all of these failures that we're all listening going yeah yep that's me yep i've been there i hey, i think there are tons more and i think yeah where where we start to be a church with the fear of failure inside of parenting is that we come together and we share those fears. Mm. We have those conversations. We, hey, which means I being struggle. vulnerable, right? Which means being honest, which means being a part of a community. Yes. Sorry. No, no, no. You're <laughs> right. Like community groups is where. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we combat some of these fears, and in, in my community group, mm -hmm. and I've led some of those conversations with guys. I really jacked up this week. Like I messed up some things with parenting and I feel absolutely terrible. And here comes a guy from my community group being like, bro, I'm in the same mm -hmm. situation, but this is what I was able to do. And it's been such a joy to be able to be part of a community, part of Graceland and just see the growth as a parent um, and myself and some other people. But um we can't have a fear of silence inside of parenting. We've got to come over yep. and talk to each other, encourage each other, walk through parenting together. Yeah. Um, you can't be a standalone parent. Right. It, it's a very scary situation when that happens. Yep. We're not creative yeah. for isolation. No, we're not. So you have some hope. I do. All right. So bring, bring some hope. All right. I would say one, one of the major hopes that we have is understand that our role as parents isn't to be perfect, but to be faithful. We see in Deuteronomy 6, as God is speaking to the nation of Israel, like, you are to come and to teach. And he's like, put it as frontlets, put it before your eyes, um, tattoo it. I mean, like, he is all over, like, keep it in front of you. Let my word remain in front of you. If you do this and teach to your children, your children will teach to their children. Their children will teach. And you'll see a domino effect. So our job as parents is to be faithful, not perfect. We've already got someone who's perfect for us. Right. Like we, we just have to rely on him. Inside of that, we also have to understand that our house is our first mission field. Our kids should be the first people we are sharing the gospel with. Yeah. Um, it's so easy. Um especially in ministry. I don't know at your house because you you have children at home. You have two. We have two, yes. Um, it's almost easier when you're in ministry to forget your kids. Yeah. And that's that's unfortunate. That's an unfortunate reality, at least in our home. We have to be, we seem to need to be more intentional with our kids than, than our friends, our neighbors, our community within the church because they're they're always there. Yeah. Um. But I definitely, so I definitely hear you on that one um, that we have to remember. And I'll say this too for all those stay at home moms who feel like they don't have a mission field because they're not getting out and they're not reaching people um, in, at a workplace. Uh, they feel like they're not doing anything to advance the kingdom. I like that is a, a lie straight from the devil. Yeah. Like your. Just what Wes said, your mission field begins at home, and um, it's it's quite a responsibility, um, but it's actually 
a beautiful privilege as well. But don't forget that. Like, don't sell yourself short because you're, I quote, I'm using air quotes for those of you just listening, just to stay at home mom, because there's no such thing as just a stay at home mom. So, yes, yeah. hope number one, hope number two, our, our home is our mission field. Remember your identity as a parent. Um, you're a Christian, not a failure. That is part of our life as a Christian is sanctification. You spoke of that earlier. Um, one step at a time. There is no acing a category and going through. There are times it's going to feel like you're taking one step forward and two steps back. Welcome to sanctification. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I can't even tell you some of the times where, like, I have really progressed in this way. And then the next day, I'm knocked back a couple of pegs. because you like, spoke it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Keep those words. <laughs> um, and parenting is one of them. Yeah. I mean, I... My role as a parent is to guide my kids to Christ. My role as a parent is to um, show a loving relationship with my spouse, with Rachel. Um, I also understand that we're also talking to some single parents mm -hmm. where they don't have a spouse in the home mm -hmm. uh, for one reason or another. And that can be a struggle as well. Where, I mean, But our, our focus then is still, I am a parent, my role is is as of a Christian growing little sinners mm -hmm. in my in my house to where it needs to be my first mission field so that they can understand what it means to be a Christian. So our role is not to be perfect. Our role is to be a Christian. Yeah. And and modeling that yeah. for our children. What are some practical ways that we can model that? I mean, we've already talked about seeking forgiveness, right? When we screw up, not if, but when we screw up seeking forgiveness. But what are some other things, practical things that people are listening, thinking, you know, I need to be a better model? What does that look like? Yeah, that just literally means opening your Bible mm -hmm. and having it open at a table. I mean, just my son has just come up and seen an open Bible and he's like, wow, that's a big book. Do you read all of it? I was like, <laughs> well, let me tell you what the book is. Yeah. And that's one of the first conversations I've had with Jude um, years and years ago about, about the Bible. Um, Piper loves to walk around with her Bible. She can't read it perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, I can't read it perfectly. In, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever arrive there, but but her, she's young. Her, yeah, yeah. She, yeah her second grade, her yeah. reading skills are developing, and um, she just sees me with the Bible. So when we go to Tuesday night group, she's like, "Where's my Bible?" Aww. You know, and just being a model, mm -hmm. being an image of what it looks like to be a Christian. Um, sitting down and having conversations about God. Mm -hmm model that God is on your mind, on your forefront. And just, hey, Jude, you know, we were talking about this earlier today. What do you think about this? It's like, that's a good question, Dad. And we'll just walk around the street. We'll sit down in the car. Oh, oh my goodness. Take those times in the car. Oh, the car is like gold. You are there as a family. Yeah. You can have... They're gospel. stuck with you. They can't, yes. they, they can't run anywhere. <laughs> There's, there is no, oh, I left my Legos. Yeah. Like there, no, we are in this yeah. car. They are literally strapped in for mm -hmm. a ride. Mm -hmm. Take I have the that. best conversations in the car. Yeah. It, I mean, at some point I looked at Rachel uh, one day and I said, sometimes I think we have better family devotions in the car than we do in our living room. Yeah. Well, too, because, you know, sometimes we, we have a weekly family worship when our schedule permits and we use a resource that you actually gave me years ago. We still use it. Nice. Um, 
And even still, like our, we've done it enough that our kids expect it. And they do it for the most part willingly. Yeah. But from time to time, it's a begrudging occasion. Everyone's tired. They're, they've been busy doing something else or they want to, you know, the other things to do. Um, but yeah, in the car, it can be spontaneous. It can be impromptu. Yeah. And you can kind of guide it the way that they, you know, let them kind of be in yes. control. Yes. Not in control of the conversation, but in control of the focus. Yes, because yeah. what that what that does is it allows the kids to understand God in the way that their mind is currently ticking. Hmm. So sometimes when you have an overly dutiful or um, overly focused family devotion, mm -hmm. the kids are like, well, I'm not interested in this. Mm -hmm. So if you get into what they're interested in, be like, hey, what's going on in your life? And you start to hear that and you start to speak God into that. Yeah. And you're, you're drawing out part of their life that they need to hear God the most. And that happens more in the car than at the dinner table, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I love the car. Yeah. I love the it. The car is good. All right. So model that you're a Christian, not a failure. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Yeah. Remembering your identity um, is a vertical relationship more than it is a horizontal relationship. Okay. When we lose the focus that our relationship is vertical, us and God primarily, if we aren't seeking a vertical relationship, we start to look for our relationship in the horizontal, the creation. So okay. we stop seeking the creator and we start to find fulfillment in creation. Okay. I've heard, I'm going to stop you okay. because I've heard that terminology used a lot, vertical versus horizontal. I want you, if you would be willing to okay. break it down just a little bit, yeah. like, like you would in kids church, right? A vertical relationship with God means what? Tangibly. Tangibly. We are talking a consistent devotion, consistent community consistent worship. We're talking about a life devoted to God, seeking the things of God through the means of which God has given us to know himself, which is scripture. Okay. Not a horizontal relationship, mm -hmm. which is what? We view that as, a, as um, the things that are not God. So his creation, we are looking for things and we're looking for satisfaction as if it were God inside of our career, inside of our money, inside of our self-worth, maybe even inside of our children, your children will fail you. Mm. All these things will fail you because they are not God himself. So when we start searching horizontal relationships, we are no longer focusing on God or what is his and looking for fulfillment in God and what is his. We're looking for it outside of him. Yeah. And that's, that's finding an idol is what that is. Mm. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I, I'm not alone. I know. People are like, I know. What does that mean? What does that really mean? Um, all right. Well, Wes, is there anything else you would like to um, tell our parents who who might be sitting here listening to all this? And, and yes, you brought a lot of hope, um, a lot of encouragement, because they're, I think the biggest thing for me, um, other than to remember, like, when my kids, when I get short with my kids, they're doing the same thing to me as I do to God many times. Yeah. And so just perspective, I think, is important um, to like when they ask me things over and over and over again and I've given them an answer, but they're not satisfied with that answer. Like how many times do I go to God in prayer for yeah. the same things over and over and over again? And he's probably like, Jenny. I've already given you that answer. <laughs> like, yeah. move on, sister. <laughs> like, <laughs> move it. Um, 
But just the hope that our list shouldn't, perfection is not, should not be on our list. Like it should not even be the goal. Um, is there anything else besides that that you would like to share? Yeah, I think our biggest hope inside of parenting is Christ himself. Um, it's, it's almost a cliche now for people to say that, but once you experience that, it's totally different. Yeah. Like it's no longer a cliche. It's now a lifestyle. Mm. It is now a hope. It's now a drive. It, when, when we focus in on Christ and understand that, I mean, when second Corinthians is talking about the, the ministry of reconciliation, mm. we start to see that we start to understand that we get to pass on the story of transformation that changed our lives to our children with the hope that the, that our children will be changed as well. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. So I think our highest hope is Jesus Christ Mm. inside of parenting. And when we start to lose focus of Jesus, we start in our parenting, in our life, it starts to kind of break apart. And that's where our fear of failure comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, Christ died for us. He died so that we can rest in him, so we can be raised in him. And he also died so that our fears can die in him. Um, he takes those away for us. Yeah. Well, thank you. On behalf of the parents and the non-parents and the friends of parents and the grandparents, uh, thank you for kicking off this uh, parenting series with some encouragement and also just encouraging in the fact that we're all in this together. We have we very many of the same fears, um, but we ultimately need to give those to Christ. Um, and so I'm Thankful that you finally made it on here. Right. Yes. It's been it's been some time. <laughs> and if you don't mind, I know we didn't talk about this before, um, but since we are kicking off the parenting series, would you mind just praying for our parents, those who yeah. are listening, um, those who are part of our community that are parents, um, just, just with this word of hope to encourage them? Definitely. Awesome. Let's do that. Father, you are so good. I am so excited to be at Grace and I'm so excited to have this opportunity just to talk about uh, common fears so that parents don't feel alone, so that we don't feel um, tired, but Father, that we know that you are our hope. We know that our relationship with you reflects our relationship with our kids. It reflects our parenting patterns. So Father, I just pray over the parents listening, the people listening, that they will understand relationship with you is priority to parenting. So, Father, give us grace, give us mercy, um, give us a push and a drive. Help us understand and know when we are uh, dropping the ball in our devotion, when we're dropping in our ball, dropping the ball in our uh, community life, when we're not here at church, uh, not watching online, when we're not experiencing you, Father, we uh, start to lose touch with something. So help us to have that drive back to you. Lead and guide us today. Pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, we're thankful that you were able to join us this week. Again, make sure you share this podcast with someone who you know would be encouraged by it. And until next week, take care.